Hi, I'm Samantha Boffin, and this is Talking Creative, the art of voiceover directing, the podcast that helps you find, prep, and direct the perfect voice artists for your projects so you can get the most from every single booking. Hello, I'm Sam, and welcome to episode one of Talking Creative, the art of voiceover directing. Now, I'm kicking off with a bold statement because this episode is all about why you need the right voiceover and not just any voiceover. Now, I'm quite passionate about this, and it's one of the reasons why this is the first topic I'm tackling. It's a bold statement because I'm pretty sure that some voiceovers would argue, with a reasonable amount of clout, that a good professional voice is versatile enough to do most things. And they do have a point. But I think finding the perfect voice is a little bit like falling in love. And when you find the one, you'll know. Now, I'm going to assume that you are already on board with the idea of a professional voice. And why getting, say, Karen from Accounts with a lovely voice to read your script might not be the best move. But just as a quick refresher, and before we get on to looking at the right voice and whatever that means, let's just get it out there. We all know that an experienced voice actor will make your business or product literally sound better and ultimately make you or your client more sales. It's because of a number of reasons. Pro voices know how to tell a story. They can change their tone, dial up the right words and land your message in the way you need. And they can do it to time and picture and still sound natural and connected. Chances are they've also got their own studio, but even if they don't, they'll know what to do in a studio. If they have got their own studio, well, they can deliver broadcast quality sound in the right file format straight to your inbox. And you can even connect via Source Connect or Clean Feed and direct them yourself wherever they are in the world. And of course, there are some incredibly good voices out there who just don't have a studio, which is okay because there are studios you can book. And the more experienced the voice, the less studio time you'll need. Though, a little aside here, I'm recording this in September 2020, during the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, lots of home studios have sprung up recently to enable voices to work from home. And honestly, not all of them are quite there yet in terms of broadcast quality. So if you haven't worked with a voice artist before and you're not sure about their sound it's perfectly okay to ask for a short sample from their studio. So, we all accept that professional voiceovers know what they're doing. They make you stand out for all the right reasons and have the right set of tools to save you time, money and a whole load of stress. So I'm going to assume you're definitely in the market to choose an experienced voiceover artist. But there are so many of them. So how do you work out Who is the right voiceover for you in that sea of voices? Well, that, my friend, (laughs) is slightly more tricky, but it's not impossible. So let's imagine you've got an audiobook or a medical narration or a museum guide. Who are you making it for? Why are you creating it? Just have a little think, because I'm going to let you into a secret. It's not for you. It's not for you or your company or your client. Who it's actually for is your listener. 
or your viewer, the single listener or viewer. So it's for that person and, of course, it also needs to feel right alongside your brand and what your company stands for. It's a dual job, but the listener or the viewer, the audience, is king. And that is why it's so important not to find just any voiceover, but to find the right voiceover. When I was creating promos for the BBC, we would choose voices with the viewer of that particular programme in mind, but also being aware of the overall channel brand. So a drama on BBC Four, say, would probably need a different voice than the kind of VO we'd need for a BBC Three drama. And for a channel like CBeebies, the preschool channel, well, that was different again. And it depended whether we were talking to the children or the parents and carers. In fact, we often used the characters to voice the child-facing promos, so we would get Rasta Mouse or Trifu Tom into the booth. But we used an adult voice with a different script for the promo that aired on BBC One and spoke to the parents. Though preschool promoting is actually even more complex than that because you're almost always speaking to the adult in terms of the information, but the child in terms of the entertainment. But back to your audiobook, your medical film or your museum guide. It's really no different. You need to decide who your listener is and work out what voice would work for them. This medical narration, for instance, is it aimed at doctors or pharma companies or the patient? The kind of voice that could land your message to the doctors is going to be different from the voice you'd choose to talk to a patient. Now, of course, an experienced voice can ring the changes and alter their delivery. But what if you're talking about dementia or teenage pregnancy? And what if your business is based in Cardiff and offering a local service? Knowing who you're actually talking to will make a difference to your choice of voice. But it's a video game, you say. Yup, it's still the listener or the viewer because you've probably picked characters and storylines that will appeal to a particular type of player. So what will they expect the heroine to sound like? How will the evil troll in their heads talk? Now, I keep talking about a listener. You will get more than one. But you do need a listener in mind. Some areas of the industry are far more adept at this than others, and often that's the character-based genres like gaming or audio drama or audiobooks, or the adverts that have a really clear idea at the heart of them. But having your listener top of mind, as opposed to your product or your business brand, can be incredibly useful when you're choosing a voice. Who you're talking to, why you're talking to them, and what you're hoping they'll feel or do, that's the most important part of all this. This can help you to narrow down your search in the first place. So why not write down what kind of voice you think will work for your listener? Is it a warm, soft Southern Scots accent? Or an energetic and sassy Glaswegian, for example? I find it useful to close my eyes when I'm listening to voices. It really helps me to focus on their unique sound. So summing up, having a listener in mind will help you focus on the kind of voice you're looking for, preventing you from getting distracted. And it also makes your search much easier. An easy thing might be to think... Oh, well, I'll find a generic voice. But then you're not speaking to anyone, really. Even if you think you don't want to get into the whole accent debate, remember that all voices have an accent. My accent is an accent. It works for lots of staff, 
but so do hundreds of other accents. And I wouldn't be the first choice for something that was aimed at the youth market, unless I was being used ironically. But that's fine, because I'm great for posh chocolate and luxury cars. What would your perfect listener want to hear? What would be the right voiceover? Not just any voiceover. Look, I know this is a massive subject, and there is loads more to it, and honestly, I have only tickled the top of it. Next episode, I'm going to be looking at where to find your perfect voice artist. So until then, this was Talking Creative, the art of voiceover directing, and I'm Samantha Boffin. And I really hope we'll speak again. Bye. That's it for this week on Talking Creative, the art of voiceover directing. If you're new here, do take a moment to subscribe, rate and review on your favourite podcast app. Or head over to talkingcreative.co.uk where you'll find the whole series so you can get the most from every single booking.